1: Hi, everyone, welcome to this episode of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast. We are going to kick off with our usual uh, housekeeping items. So first and foremost, make sure you follow us on social media. We are on Twitter or X, uh, TikTok and Instagram under the handle at ProBookNerds. If you want to get in touch with us, if you want to send us episode ideas or Thoughts, comments, I'll say kind ones only, please. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you can send us a note to professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Uh, again, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. I feel like every podcaster says that, but it really does. So if you do not follow us on Apple or Spotify, please do. We are eternally grateful. So now that all of the housekeeping is out of the way, hello, Joe.
0: Hello, Emma.
1: I am very excited for us to have a little bit of a casual chatty episode today.
0: I'm excited for a chatty episode just to just to give it a try. Kick off the month with some info about us, what we've been reading. You no, know, see what yeah. happens.
1: So here's the thing that Joe and I have found in doing this podcast now. we for two years,
0: Mm -hmm. two years now, pretty
1: much that when we do, we have like our author interview episodes, we have our monthly book pick episodes. And then we obviously try to bring y'all suggestions based on a theme or a topic. But then there are a lot of books that we're reading in our personal life that we never get to talk about because they don't fit into any of those categories.
0: They don't align. And I can only host so many thriller episodes.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I can only talk about... I don't know, romance or whatever weird stuff I'm reading. So (laughs) we thought we would use this episode just to chat through um, some questions that we've received uh, recently from listeners and then just talk about books we've read recently that we haven't had an opportunity to discuss with each other uh, and share with you all. And then we also may talk through our immediate TBRs.
0: See and how much they, time we have by the yeah, time we time get we through have, all that. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and just see how this goes. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I <laughs>
1: like let's
0: let's like, let's dive let's into chat. it. Yeah, let's get into <laughs> it. I have been on a real reading kick lately. I have just been knocking books out left and right, and uh, I I feel like I'm in my my reading renaissance which is really exciting. I'm sure I've mentioned it in the past, but for a lot of years, I just couldn't seem to let myself pick up a book. I'll be, I'll be uh, vulnerable and honest with that one that a lot of times it was, well, if I'm not doing this, I shouldn't get to do this. And, and that thing was always reading. I'm not allowed to read because I didn't do my homework. I didn't clean the whatever. Like it, it was just a long time struggle. And I feel like I finally broken through that. And now it's just like, Two books a week, which is still nowhere near when I was a kid. But life is also a little different now. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, and I think that's and books are longer. Incredibly <laughs> impressive as well.
0: Yeah. So before we get into our recent reads, because we could talk about books forever, got a comment from Chicklet Podcast on Instagram uh, asking how long have we been working together, and maybe we could talk about our friendship a bit.
1: Yes. So, so answer You said
0: it at the top. We've been working on the podcast together for j- two, just two years now.
1: Yeah, just two over years 2 years. January it was January yep. 2022. So, oh. officially 2 years.
0: <laughs> officially 2 years and before that, we didn't really get the chance to work together. So you've been at Overdrive for 10
1: years? Yeah. So this fall of 2024 is my 10-year anniversary at Overdrive. And so I remember when Joe started work, (laughs) your Halloween costume, honestly, your first year uh, was I, was memorable.
0: Ad- <laughs> I was adventurous. I woke up at like four in the morning and painted my whole face and beard to do like the white skull with the black eye sockets and cheekbones and all that. And, yeah, you know, there were some leather pants involved and layers and things. And one of those big, what, 2015 Tumblr girl hats, the big black Brimmed hat
1: yeah exactly <laughs> and so i do remember when you started at overdrive to work on the digital bookmobile mm-hmm. and then we hilariously have found yes. pictures <laughs> of us on the digital bookmobile that were like
0: that I mean, yeah on so, purpose
1: photos
0: <laughs> so we were so i've been at overdrive for it'll same with you in the fall it'll be seven years mm-hmm. um But right, there was a time where I needed new photos taken of the bookmobile that we could use on social, that we could make marketing materials out of. So I put just a random call out there asking for staff to come down while it was in the lot. And yeah, we found a photo of the two of us the other day, like posed together or near each other. And at that point, we had never talked. No, didn't. Have a chance to interact. I think yeah. I saw you on the setup and I went, Oh, I'll finally get to meet her. Like that was <laughs> that was the extent of it. But so our working Funny. together, despite our time mm-hmm. here, is mm-hmm. is new. Yeah. And which also makes our friendship new. But we we text nonstop. I we mean, do. until yeah. one of us falls asleep. Falls basically. asleep. <laughs> I'll have yeah. these blackout periods from having dinner with my sister uh, or, you know, walking the dog or anything like that. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm catching up. This is what just happened. You'll never. Uh, and then Emma will fall asleep early because being a mom <laughs> is tough, as I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, yeah, that's how it goes.
1: Lots of. Yeah. Um...
0: We are Can the kind of Can I be petty
1: for a minute?
0: Text? Adds so many. <laughs> Can I just be mean for a second? <laughs> um, we are those friends though that have conversations on eight different platforms at the same time. Yeah. So we're using our work. We're using our Slack at work. We're texting. I'm probably sending her something stupid on an Instagram DM. Like we've got multiple channels of yeah, communication all the channels. open.
1: Um, Because it's funny because obviously we'll chat as friends, but then we're also sharing ideas for the podcast and for work and just a bunch of other things. So, right, it sort of depends on which of those topics we're (laughs) falling into, because right, if we're sending you something, it's like, oh, I saw this on Instagram. Let's do this or let's do that or like idea or book. Um, And it kind of goes across all different channels depending on.
0: Depending what on if we're working or joking. Is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause not to say that we don't use all of those formats for all of those. Things. Yes,
1: we do. And quite a few TikToks because oh, as much as I TikToks. try to limit my TikTok time.
0: I'm here to ruin that for you.
1: We just it doesn't, it's not as limited as it needs to be. So
0: No. Uh uh speaking of I uh, I didn't get anything from the ColourPop Twilight drop.
1: Did it sell out? Like immediately? I, so, or did you no, just so not I even was, try?
0: I was there. I said okay. it. So this this is going in the episode because it's about Twilight.
1: Yeah. No. And leave it to me. This to was it a discussion.
0: So ColourPop Cosmetics make beautiful products. If you are a makeup lover, like well, like we both are, you um, you may have heard of them they make wonderful things The indie brand started online mainly online retail commerce they moved into target which is fantastic they do so many cool collaborations they've done them with sailor moon now with uh, or with avatar now with twilight um and they made just some really cool products and so i set an alarm as i am ought to do when a drop is coming. And so five minutes before I've got it pulled up on my phone. I'm refreshing while I'm working and it popped up and I'm just like, do I need this? Because I I bought so much makeup at one point that I never needed and that I'm still like gifting to people just being like, here, I bought three of these because what if they sold out? And I know they're going to restock yeah. And I really do want the skin of a killer diamond <laughs> skin finish. But yeah. I'm, but I also looked at it. So, like, do I need another neutral eye palette? You know, like mm. the stuff was cool, but it was nothing that is in my usable wheelhouse.
1: Right. But
0: packaging was fantastic. If we can talk about marketing for a second, they did some of the coolest Instagram, like, real campaigns for it. Oh. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It was hard, but-,
0: but I made a conscious choice not to buy it.
1: Exactly. But I think that's the thing that we is like, whether or not we're going to lean into the consumerism or not. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes into play a lot with our book purchasing as well. Probably more mine because I do a lot. Oh,
0: you're always buying a book,
1: (laughs) but trying to be more thoughtful. Do I need five copies of these books just because they're cool? And because I have like FOMO,
0: Yeah, speak on that because you just you're still waiting on approximately eight copies of the new Sarah J. Mass. That aside, we'll set Sarah aside because she is she's like the the Grail. I still have a couple brands that when they put out a drop, I'm gonna buy it. When the author puts out a book, I'm gonna buy it. We've we've talked about we've had an auto buy episode. Like we Mm -hmm. know that that's a thing. But when it is just well, that's a cool version. Yeah. Do you find yourself now trying to be more mindful to only buy the version you like better? Are you still very tempted to buy a few different versions?
1: Yeah. So I'm torn and I'm working on my approach. So if folks have tips, send them to me because I think I do really easily get caught up in the, I'm going to miss out on this cool edition.
0: Yes. The FOMO and, is real.
1: And right. And like, And I guess my thought process is I could always sell duplicates Mm -hmm. or like they find a new home for them or anything like that. But then I inevitably that takes time and effort. You have to like list it on wherever. Um, So I'm trying to be more thoughtful in the additions that I do buy. As an example, I want to buy something. I decided to go with the author's suggested indie bookstore where they're doing like signed and personalized versions mm-hmm. and you get a pre-order art print with them. Oh, cool. And then I saw that they had an edition with another one of the, you know, big subscription companies. And it <laughs> it did it for me in that it was sold out. So I couldn't buy it. And I went, okay, but you really don't need two. Right. You're getting one that's signed by the author. You really don't need another, yeah. So just, I mean, a little bit like that. It it was sold out. It took care of it for me. But also, I don't. I don't have space.
0: It's difficult, and I mean, I'm looking at your shelves right now, where I can see the multiple copies of I know Fourth Wing and Iron Flame and I Crescent know. City. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, just as like an insane example, so I have a whole bookcase, which uh, if you look on our Instagram, you'll see. A new-ish shelf tour. I have an entire case almost of just Sarah J. Mass books. Right. Um, that's a bit much. A bit. In terms of like, I only have six, I would say only, In terms
0: of real estate. In yeah. ter-
1: in terms of real estate, I only have six bookcases. Mm-hmm. It's taking up an entire case. Right. So, you know. I'm going to have know, to be more thoughtful I think going forward.
0: It's it's tough though because again as two collectors talking.
1: I know. If
0: if the listeners want to see it I will post a reel of mm-hmm. my Barbie room. You've seen it. Yeah. It's intense. Mm-hmm. Uh but I but I get the mindset of just like I want to own that and I want to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a happiness thing. I In my life, in my house, in my space, I want everything to have a purpose. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that like stuff and things can't have a purpose. I just, the room that is my Barbie room is also my walk-in closet. It used to be a spare bedroom. And every time I walked past that room, it made me sad because yeah. there was no, I, so I had, I had two guest rooms at that point. Like there was no need. I, I never want more than one house guest at a time, anyway. yeah. <laughs> but it always made me sad because I was just like, this room isn't being used. So I first turned it into a walk-in closet. My father and I built out, you know, like the the closet space. And then in the pandemic, as I've said, I started collecting and the Barbies have taken over, <laughs> have taken over the majority of the room. But you you like like we say it a lot with our book picks, but we like what we like. And so there's nothing wrong with having a whole shelf of Sarah J. Mass books. But if you're coming to a point where you're starting to question it, like I was with The Twilight Drop, when you're like, okay, Sarah can be the exception to the rule but maybe yeah. this time now I need to like think twice or pick around a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think part of my issue before as well is like, so I go to library book sales mm-hmm. a good amount or I'll go to used book stores. It's is that got I all also, my <laughs> it is. It's where I got, I got other copies of twilight. Yeah. I told you this. Um. So I, yeah, I found like brand new, like, Christine hardcovers right. of the first two. Oh, nice. books. Dang. Which like I didn't have from even when I bought them back in the day because they were by that point paperback.
0: Paperback, yeah. Um, I actually feel like those started paperback.
1: Or so- something. Yeah. Or like briefly hardcover because it right. wasn't like a big.
0: It didn't boom at first.
1: Deal. And yeah. so I did kind of have like a moment last year where I was like just nostalgically buying mm-hmm.
0: Right, because like, you did that with I the ceradessen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so then I think part of it though is I didn't have enough shelf space. Now I have more shelf space. We did just move as the fun life update. I can see now where I have duplicates where right. I couldn't see when things were like in boxes or like some books were displayed and some weren't. So I think that's helpful. Uh, I still have to go through and clear out some of the duplicates. <laughs> Yeah. Because some of them are straight up, like, not I want this edition and that edition because they're, like, slightly different or they're, like, the Target exclusive. Um, they're just straight up the same book that I didn't <laughs> realize I already owned. Yeah. Um. So, I did that with actually, like, quite a few books. I'm not, like, sweating about it because they're all used or library sale purchases. So, we're talking, like, 25 cents. Right. But... I gotta go through and do a clean out and then be a little bit more strategic of what I'm buying. Cause like, yeah, that was a waste of everyone's time if I'm buying three copies of a book I already own for no real reason.
0: <laughs> Correct. It's so. it is tough. And space, I mean, that's the other thing. You now have more space that you could that you could just as easily say, Well, I could fit another bookshelf in here. IKEA is what's stopping you right now.
2: Well, yes, <laughs> because they've they're been constantly out of sold stock. out.
1: But yeah, so I don't know. Um, trying to be more strategic, trying to be less consumer y, but um, not necessarily succeeding there.
0: <laughs> it's difficult. And listeners, you can expect in social media um, in the spring, once it starts to warm up here. Uh, my father and I are going to build some more shelves for my library at home because I also need more space. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast has. Has definitely increased my book purchasing from the last few years, uh, yeah. because it's also increased my book reading in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I'm in need of more space, but since we have to, you know, cut and stain, it needs to be warm enough to be to outside be nice. to do that, and for it to dry. So, look forward to that. I know I am.
1: I know. I. It is fun <laughs> though when you can like
0: make a project of it. Make do some a project. Time. Do
1: some do the read like redo redesign yeah i will have posted my video on instagram reels but i have redone the bookshelf since i filmed that already
0: (laughs) it'll it will be uh doing them again eventually once we're both in a position
1: (laughs) once they're like settled because obviously yeah, i gotta live with it and see if this is the setup i like right i don't know decide
0: once it hits final (laughs) for you no i get it right um Any hobbies or projects that you've been working on lately? I mean, I guess for you, it's a little more like you moved. (laughs) Just moving. (laughs) I mean, that's a big one.
1: Just moving. I would never, I never want to move ever again. Um, I won't
0: let you forget that.
1: No, like, yeah, seriously. Uh, That's been
0: our text. That was our text for a solid month of like, please tell me to never move again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So for like, for behind the scenes for listeners, uh, we decided to list our house for sale the week after I interviewed Rebecca Yaros mm-hmm. in the fall. And it was funny because I had just come home from vacation two days prior to that interview. Uh, I had no childcare. So I had my son with me. We were getting our house ready to photograph for our official listing you know, photos. And then I'm trying to get onto zoom to interview Rebecca Yaros with my son in the background and like my house having to be spotless. We just got back from vacation. We were not on the right time zone sleep schedule. Um, And so pretty much since then, which was the end of October, uh, it's been chaos Um, just between listing our house, selling our house, looking for a new house, finding a house, the ordeal when you actually buy a house mm-hmm. and then moving all your belongings uh, with a small child and dog and tow. I know. I know yeah. there were many days where we were doing this where I was like, Joe, no, I can't Please do
0: never again. There were many times that I feel yeah. like we had recordings just for the sheer piece of yeah. something else. Chill? Yeah. Something yeah. that was just chill.
1: So that's I, the chaos um, over in Emma Land. But Joe, what have you been working on or enjoying lately? Uh,
0: I got a cricket for Christmas, and I am out here in. My, I'm in my craft girl era. I'm, <laughs> I am making the silliest things. Um, hopefully. I will have the video completed and posted on social before this episode goes live. That's the goal. Right now, I am making miniature books of everything I've read so far this year. Yes. As part of, because, you know, I already do physical tracking. I write everything down. What's more physical than a stack of books? Uh, so yeah, I saw Garbage Humans doing this on TikTok, where she is making miniatures of all her books and she's putting them in like a a bin or a fish bowl. And th- I actually saw it after she had started, and she's like, "What about books that I'm not finishing?" And she pulled out a miniature trash can to throw the DNF ones into. And I'm like, I don't know if I'll do that because you and I are very positive about books here yeah. in general, even ones that we didn't enjoy or might not have even finished. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll do that. Just because it's a lot of work to make miniature books, not a ton, but
1: but right, and just to kind of put them in a to put them in a trash tiny trash can. can now, I mean I love
0: it from her. I want to watch, like yeah. I want to watch it. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Zero shade there. Yeah, but me mm-hmm. still getting used to it. It's like a great practice project. I'm also maybe working on a little something for someone who I'm talking to right now.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> so, no, stay tuned then for Joe's cricket updates.
0: My cricket reveals.
1: Exactly. On our social media. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what it looks like.
0: Just you wait until I start sublimating things. I'm going to have an array of <laughs> dumb mugs to drink out of. Oh my just gosh, And yes. t-shirts with the most absurd sayings on them.
1: But I love that.
0: I'm I'm bringing iCar original iCarly into 2024.
1: <laughs> original. Do you remember yeah, not when the shirts
0: we- said like wild things like maybe gravy and
1: no because I was too old. You're not
0: that much older than me. I know,
1: but it's like I so right. I was aware of oh, all that, but, but like really not the right age group for that.
0: Right, but like the two years between us for yeah. you does make all the difference because i was their age while it was happening so it yeah. was no so i was like me. way
1: too old to be watching iCarly. oh so you know? weird
0: <laughs> no that no that makes total sense like that the tiny gap in like preteen years i know makes the difference
2: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.
1: So I'm like, this is actually a great segue. Speaking of the teen years, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the things we've been reading recently. And I say that because... I think you know where I'm going with this. I do. In my recent reorganization of all of the books I own, I literally had to move every single book a billion times and then like reorganize them on shelves and then redo it. And then I redid it again because I am me and I wanted everything to be organized a certain way. And then I wasn't sure. Anyways, I settled on grouping all of my young adult books together, and so then that prompted me to be like, oh, my gosh, these Ellen Hopkins books from my teen years, and I'm talking about Crank, and I'm talking about Impulse specifically. Uh I was like, you know what? As a mother, would I be horrified that teen me read these when I was 14, 15, 16, 17, let me read them as an adult. I am in my 30s now. So I recently reread Crank by Ellen Hopkins and Impulse by Ellen Hopkins. Whoa, man. Whoa. I feel <laughs> I don't bless that these <laughs> books did not have like any... uh I mean, they didn't have any negative impact on on me at the time as a teen. I think when I was a teen, I was very much like looking for a lens or like a view into worlds with which I had no interest in particularly being in yeah, or didn't think I would have any.
0: Like crossover with.
1: Crossover with. And so like for, for folks that maybe don't know what these books are about, Crank by Ellen Hopkins, we'll just go with that one. Is a book that's written in like free,
0: like verse? free verse. Yeah.
1: And uh, it's a young adult book. It follows this girl, Christina. She's originally like a, a junior in high school. She's quiet. She's a very easygoing child. She has other siblings that are, you know, a little bit more loud or dramatic or whatever. Um, but when she goes to visit her, father who she hasn't seen in years uh, her mom is remarried and her her mom and stepfather are very like stable by the book um she goes to see her father and he introduces her into the world of crank and drugs. drugs, into drugs. drugs yeah uh, and so she sort of adopts this persona um instead of being christina she just starts to call herself a new name. She calls herself Brie. And she sort of goes down this path that she's never like let herself explore before. And it's kind of a ride. Now, I know that this story specifically is based off of Ellen Hopkins' own family. So she does mention, I think in the beginning, like the foreword of the book or something, and then also at the end,
2: mm-hmm. that this
1: was inspired by her own daughter. And they have since worked through all of these things wow. um but yeah this book was from like 2004 2004 I just,
0: okay I just looked it up because I I remember these books I had a friend who read what is is it like a trilogy basically or the,
1: yes yeah these ones are a trilogy
0: I had a friend who read these I I have never picked them up uh but I couldn't I never really knew if it was a new book or if it was like a book from the 70s that had just been like reprinted and thrown on yeah. shelves but it's from 2004 and loosely based on her daughter's real-life addiction to crystal meth. And the book is required reading in many high schools as well as many drug and drug court programs, quote from Wikipedia.
1: Right, which is interesting to me because, well, but so yeah, and it's weird when you read in a, a young adult book as an adult. And so that was like my little thought experiment. I wanted to see how I felt about it. <laughs> Now and if it was different than when I was a teen. So
0: should we that, do? A, yeah. Should we do? Should we do a, um, uh, a deep dive? Should I read all three? Oh of them? no! No. Okay.
1: No, because so to <laughs> my point, so I read Crank and I was like, okay, and then I just was like, let's hop into another one of these books. I think I'll just pick, and I just picked Impulse. Yeah, I can't. I can't read them again.
0: Oh yikes! Okay, I
1: can't read them again. I did, I did read Impulse, and then I was just like, no, I can't do this again. I'm really glad it didn't have a negative impact on me when I was a teen and I read it. Um, but no, as an adult, it was very hard to read. It was very intense. You need to read so. them just
0: to understand, or I'll at least try crank. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, <laughs> try <laughs> that sentence again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and listeners, y'all know what I mean. Uh, I may have to try to read Crank. Mm-hmm. To see, because I didn't experience it then, so maybe my reading will be different than yours, because you were looking at it looking back.
1: Yeah, I was trying to compare, like, yeah, like, nostalgia, I guess. Like, how did I feel reading it as a teen? How would I feel reading it now? And then also, sort of, honestly, on the lens of being a parent, would I be horrified if my child read this?
0: Sure.
1: When they were a teen? I don't know, like, you know, when you're young, you don't feel like anything is going to...
0: Hurt you, yeah. Hurt
1: you or impact you. And you're like, well, why aren't they letting me do this? You know, that's mm-hmm. so silly. Um, but I do feel differently as a parent, just quite frankly, that um some of that more so even as an adult, if I see it or read it, I can't unread it. Yeah. Um, and right, sometimes you just don't wanna, you just don't want to. You just shouldn't go there, or you just shouldn't, whatever, for your own, you know, your own little piece. Um, yeah. not really about whether or not the content is appropriate. It's just, it's just it's a
0: the protection you. of your own. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, that was like a really weird thought experiment, uh, recently. In for reading. sure. But Joe, I'm interested to hear. So like, I've obviously taken a very weird January turn <laughs> with books, but that's because I, I have admittedly been in like a very serious reading funk Yeah. for the better part of
0: couple months now
1: two months yeah whereas joe is just like lighting up his tbr
0: see you hit your reading (laughs) rut and i said it's okay i'll read enough for both of us
1: yeah let me hit my stride
0: (laughs) (laughs) let me cook i'm ready uh so I mentioned it on a recent episode but i have been in an absolute freedom mcfadden hole uh that's what i'm currently reading i'm Now, like, once I get through my list of what I've read recently, I am now just going through her catalog. I'm just trying to get through all of the Freedom McFadden books, because I enjoy her writing style. It's uh, very, like, prescriptive and formulaic. The twists are are good twists. Like, I, I take those words aside. Like, the fact that I find it comforting because i know the layout of how all of these books are going to go i know the dynamics in in the main characters relationships like i know that someone's going to betray them but the the twist always works so even though i find like a pattern to live in with all of them i don't find them predictable so i i want to make that distinction like these books are great you're not going to see it coming for the most part That said, if you listen to all of them back-to-back, you're gonna go...
1: Right. Okay. You'll she's, notice some she's pattern. Got a st- well,
0: she's got a st- style. Maybe not even a pattern. She's just got a style. Okay. So yeah. it may even be like, if you find that you like her books, maybe split them up with another book in between them. If that bothers you, for me, it's what's really ca- like, I tried to take a break and switch to a different book I've been wanting to read. And I was like, actually, I'm really wanting more of that right now.
1: Yeah, you just kind of so, want to keep it going.
0: The one that kicked off the Freedom McFadden kick for me was The Coworker. Um, was my first one and my favorite one so far. I liked the dual POV. Um, the way that she writes kind of your neurotypical and then your neurodiverse character. I think there's really interesting parallels. I thought the plot of that was very cool. It's a little Gone girly, but nothing wrong with that. Great book. Right. Or so I'm told I haven't read it yet.
1: Well, yeah. right. So- I was
0: going to read <laughs> Gone Girl next, and then I was like, no, I want another Frieda McFadden. <laughs>
1: Okay, but, right, so our next Joe Reads-a episode is Gone <laughs> Girl? It be Gone Girl, but then what, right, what should I read? <laughs> We're due to make me read something that I wouldn't normally pick up.
0: Right, we are due, although oh, that's, the, that's the worst part. Gone Girl is something I, you, you would think normally. I would have read.
1: Or it's like, right, you, you need, get round to it now, Joe.
0: Right, so I do need <laughs> to find something for you to read. Um. But it's been a lot of thriller. We say it a lot, but I find myself really getting thrillery in the winter mm-hmm. because when it's dark and creepy, I want that vibe too. So I uh, read All Good People here by Ashley Flowers. Um it's definitely just the John Bonet case. Okay. Um, but in a small town, uh the writing was kind of meh, was just fine. Um but it was a compelling listen. So I think if I was reading it, I probably wouldn't have finished it. But listening to it, it was more interesting. It had really nice time jumps. There were a few different narrators. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ending is a bit of a cliffhanger, but not really. And it's got an emotional epilogue that just kind of makes you go, whoa. Yeah. Um, so eh, it's... The writer is a true crime podcaster, so having it having a few of the pieces be so clearly lifted from true crime cases like well, this isn't very inspired, but I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, that said. you know
1: that said. Well, I do think that there is something to be said. let we've talked about this finding the right format. yes, so that you can enjoy the story. For yourself, So like, right. There were certain books that like, I can't do on audio.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then same for like this, the production of the audio was fantastic. And that's what got you into the story.
0: Exactly. It definitely felt, um, it definitely felt like an episode of something more than a book. So mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of plays into it, that it really did need the audio component. Yeah.
1: So, but like, speaking of which you, I see, I'm just cheating by looking at his yeah. notes that you listen to crime time as well, which we talked about a couple months ago.
0: We did. It was on my list to get into talk about a production crime Mm -hmm. time by Geneva Rose and drew pine. It was fantastic. So much fun to listen to. It's really short. Like a couple hours, a couple hours. Yeah. And it's the fully produced. Like I would consider it graphic audio adjacent, multiple actors. Very, very cool. Um, the story was compelling it was heartfelt of course listening to the two of them at the end was also really nice to just have them be like this is what inspired this and you know we're a couple and it's very cute and yeah I'm glad you recommended that one to me it was a ton of fun and it's I would I would describe it as a good palate cleanser Mm -hmm. like if you're in between things or if you just need like a quick flip it's a good one to have
1: And i like, that's a great, I'm Mm going to say, that's a great segue. Yes. My palate cleanser book from from December. Oh. Can I talk about Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas?
0: You absolutely can.
1: (laughs) Okay. So there are some books that you just go into knowing what you're getting. Mm
0: -mm. I will
1: just say that. And so one of the books. I have, I was uh, sent this kindly. Um, It was birthday girl by Penelope Douglas. I, so a little bit of backstory. I saw one of my favorite book talkers. I think her handle is newly Nova. I will double check that and put it in the show notes. And she read this book and then did a, she does this tier or this ranking. It's like the divorce tier. And she reads popular books on Book Talk, and then she'll tell you if she thinks the couple is like end game, if they're going to be happy and old and together or if like they're immediately getting divorced as soon as the, the you know, we close the door on this book. And so she did this book, Birthday Girl, on on that sort of ranking. And literally just from her video alone, I was like, I will be reading this. This sounds like the <laughs> perfect, I just need something...
0: Light and fluffy.
1: Light and easy to read. Yeah. Um, and so I will say that the premise of this book is not going to be for everybody. It is a forbidden love situation. Um, but the main character's name is Jordan. She ends up moving in with her boyfriend and his dad. Um, and then she starts getting feelings for for the the dad dad. for the dad uh and so it is um it is dual pov so you do get the perspective from jordan and then from pike the dad and uh yeah it's really interesting it's a really interesting read again it's not going to be for everybody's tastes but it was a book that i i if I had been in the right <laughs> position, I would have been, like, kicking my feet um, reading it just because it it was exactly what I needed at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the references were funny. Like, he was born in the 80s because he's, like, 38, I want to say. and How she's, old is she? She's 19. So, like, oh. the, the the math does.
0: The math is a math.
1: The math the math, maths. I mean, he would have been like twenty when he had his kid. Um, but yeah, it was really funny because like she had an old soul because she likes the eighties, and he knows about the eighties oh. because that's when he was born.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, it was funny. I mean, I was born in in you know the nineties, and so some of the ref- I'm like, all right, these aren't like so far gone references. Right. But yeah. Uh, there was a lot to sort of unpack in this book. Um, it is a standalone. It is a contemporary romance. It's from several years ago. Uh, Spicy? but I know. It, yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, again, hard to, so yes. <laughs> like
0: like I'm how not many just, peppers?
1: Well, so yeah, there is, there is sex on the page, uh, okay. for a listener. So there, it is not closed door in the slightest and there is sex on the page. So gotcha. if that is not your cup of tea, this will not be for you. Uh, especially like the dynamic of that it's her boyfriend's dad. There are some like, you know, things again, that I think we talked about before that you tolerate in a romance, but you would absolutely never tolerate in real life. Oh yeah. You know, like that kind of, some of that dynamic.
0: If of- we're reading this for fun and kicking our feet on the bed. Yeah. Great. If someone's right. reading this and going like, this is what i want right like
1: you're right your place is in the kitchen as (laughs) a woman you know but then right where you kind of lean into some of those um tropes yeah yeah Um, if
0: if it's like a yeah
1: yeah but um it was a i will say it was a fun book it yeah i was hoping that it would get me out of my reading rut Um, still no luck it did not, but I think that that's more about me than about anything I've been reading. Cause I have been reading since it's, I'm just still not quite out of my, well, you, can you be in a rut even though you're reading? I feel like I am. I think am. so. I, I feel I, like I think,
0: am. I absolutely yeah. think you can, because it, we go through those periods where it's like, I don't really want to read a ton, but I'm still reading. Not yeah. even the stuff that we have to, there's still like an audiobook playing or something that I'm just flipping through. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think you can be in a rut of not finding a book that you vibe with or anything else, and still be reading.
1: Let's still be reading. Okay, but like I'm still been in since a rut.
0: The Quiet Tenant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm it's telling been you, since read that, Joshua Tenet. Jackson. I know that I might know. get you out of it. And then that's my sister the thing. just finished
0: The Quiet Tenant, and she lived for it. She it was, was texting so me through like the last two hours good. of her audiobook.
1: It was so good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is it's it's certainly a reading route that is not really anything to do with the books I'm reading because I right. even read Elisa Jewell and which that
0: always cures you.
1: It always cures me and it did not um, this time. So that's when I know it's me and not the
0: books. <laughs> it's definitely a little bit of the season and the fact that you just moved house. like that's yeah, the most emotional.
1: Yeah, I need to get my head in the game, as yes. um, Troy Bolton would say.
0: <laughs> He's, he, I hear the basketballs dribbling. They're coming to sing to us. I know. <laughs> Joe, were
1: there any other books you've read recently that we wanted to chat about?
0: Yeah, let me just like rapid fire through just a few here. Yeah. Um, of course, like I said, Frida McFadden is the kick right now. She is the trend for me. Yeah. Um, loving that also the golden spoon this has been on my tbr since it was one of my titles from one of our monthly book picks uh with jill so it's it's been a minute i i think that it might have even been from 2022 so it's been on my list for a little bit i loved it so much it was so good it, it, I. The only way I can describe it is a cozy-ish mystery mm-hmm. because it was more of a mystery thriller like you and I typically read, but it had very cozy elements and vibes. And even though I'm just getting into cozies, it did not read like a cozy because there's a specific atmosphere to that. They are cozy. Uh, the Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell. Pick it up. Read it. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. book that that'll get you out of your slump. I don't know. Um,
1: Oh, this one. Yes,
0: it's the American Baking Competition. It's like Great British Bake
1: Off and Clue, as says Janet Ivanovich.
0: And Janet was right. Yeah. It's it's very much GBBO and Clue. Okay. It's it's the one. It was so good. And I wish I had more books like it to read. So I, I have to do a bit of hunting for myself uh and come up with my own book recs for Rita Alikes for the golden spoon um I also wanted to mention a good girl's guide to murder by Holly Jackson uh I enjoyed the twists and turns it was a a thriller YA romp um the there was one twist that I was like yeah this isn't gonna this is not gonna catch me off guard but then the, the final twist got me good so that was fine um but if you are a person who checks, does the dog survive? Um, my answer for this one is no, uh, which is unforgivable, uh, even if it ends up being an accident. Uh, not into that, I'm surprised I didn't stop then, but it was a good book overall. And then, last but certainly not least, I read Released by Gypsy Rose Blanchard.
1: Oh, this was the book we talked about, this, yeah.
0: Yes. So This is her ebook. She put out an ebook um, a few days into January following her release at the end of December. And her goal was to put this out there to kind of provide a first layer for people if they wanted to snap it up and read it. Mm -hmm. And the thing I found most interesting with that was that this was a pre-book. She's promising a full memoir book in 2024. She's already started work on it but this was kind of almost like a an updated skeleton draft for it so she's very clear at the beginning of like i mean truly this took me an hour maybe an hour to read it was very short it was like 200 pages she goes through and it's transcribed uh it's transcriptions from her call with uh this reporter who was working through working with her throughout to try to like tell her story and so it's a very interesting look and sharing of some of her dynamics of what she experienced in prison um and it doesn't go too much into uh the the murder or anything like that it's kind of just talking about her healing process so of course i'm sure you've seen gypsy everywhere at this point because she has been all over the place and regardless of how you may feel about the situation as a whole if you want a first pass of info in like a quick digestible way honestly pretty good way to get through it and then uh yeah i'm as far as what i want to read i'm working my way through freedom mcfadden (laughs) that's that's the right now until uh until something else bites my attention emma how Um, about you Wow anything else
1: I have a few books I would like to read, whether or not I read them uh, will be up to my mood. I was a mood reader. It can be so frustrating sometimes right? because I have a whole stack of books I want to read. So in my immediate TBR, I'm just going to rapid fire them. Butcher and Blackbird by Bryn Weaver, Fate Ink and Blood by Danielle Jensen, Darling Girls by Sally Hepworth, The Warm Hands of Ghosts by Katherine Arden, Happily Never After by Lynn Painter. I want to read the new Carly Fortune. I want to read the new Emily Henry. I want to reread Crescent City before the third book comes out. And yet we're like a week away from that release. So um, all that to it's say, trouble. I will probably look at this stack of books and not read any of them and read something else. So.
0: I know I, it's, it's funny because I, I don't even want to put down my want to reads because it'll change. I know it changes. It will change.
1: I know. I'm like, Yeah, so we'll keep y'all posted what we ended up actually reading and I think that's what the whole point of this episode was, is that we had some space for all of these like miscellaneous Mm -hmm. recommendations because our mood reading can be so varied.
0: Definitely. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed just listening to Emma and I chat because I had a ton of fun.
1: I had a lot of fun. Hopefully y'all did.
0: (laughs) And if you like it, we'd I think like to make this a like a monthly thing where we yeah. or something like that where we just kind of come in and share what our TBR looks like, answer questions that y'all have put on Instagram or sent us in an email. You know, I I feel like this would be a good chance to just get to catch up with each other and catch up with everyone. Uh let us know what you thought. You can send an email to professional at overdrive.com. If you liked this, please let us know.
1: Yeah. If you didn't, please don't tell me. You can tell, Joe. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: um, Put the the email to my attention. (laughs) I I will read it for us. I will will read it anyway. I
1: will take constructive feedback. And yeah, I think it's just because um, we selfishly want to talk about uh, books that we've read and books that we enjoyed, and maybe even books that we had interesting thoughts on, um, but that don't really fit into our regular episode cadence.
0: So, yeah, or that we didn't necessarily want to make up a whole episode to yeah. talk about one book. Sometimes yeah. we do that, but, mm-hmm. but exactly. a lot of times we don't.
1: <laughs> a lot of times we don't. But um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope to see you again next week and um, happy reading. Happy reading. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode on Overdrive.com and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast Signature Program. To learn about other Evergreen Podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Emma Dwyer and Joe Skelly and presented by Overdrive. To learn more, visit professionalbooknerds.com.
0: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations,